Hey, hey, friend, welcome back to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. It is Thursday, which means I have another Bible study breakdown episode for you today. And let me tell you, when I opened up my Bible this afternoon to outline this episode, I was like, God, where where are you going with this? What are you going to do with this episode? Because we're we're in the book of 2 Kings. And honestly, I I've read the book of 2 Kings, but it like when I think about the Bible, the, the book of 2 Kings is just not like one of the books within the Bible that like really like jumps out at me a whole lot. Like it's not like, you know, like one of the gospel uh Bible books or the book of Proverbs or the book of Psalms. Like 2 Kings, like it it is so important, but it's just not something that like in my mind really sticks out. So I was like, God, I have no idea what you're about to do, but I have faith that you're going to give me wisdom for this episode. And friend, man, oh man, did he deliver, which is kind of perfect because the title of today's episode is, do you have enough faith to receive the blessing? And we're gonna go over three things that every Christian mom entrepreneur Every Christian mom coach, every online coach, every Christian entrepreneur needs to know as they pray for God to bless their business. I need you to buckle up because God has given me a word to give to you today and it is so good. And I honestly, I really think that this is actually probably the best Bible study breakdown episode that we've had so far. So I'm so excited to dive in. I need you to grab your Bibles, snag your colored highlighters and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. Okay, so it's no surprise to anybody who's listening to this show that we we talk about Jesus here. We are Christians here in this space and most of us are entrepreneurs or we have the desire to become an entrepreneur, specifically becoming an online coach and really using our God-given gifts to glorify the kingdom of heaven and bless our family from a financial perspective. And as Christian entrepreneurs, we, we want God to do big things in our business. Like we want him to bless our business 
so big. And on this show, we often talk about the formula faith plus action equals results. And that really comes from the verse in the Bible, faith without works is dead, uh, without works being without action. Faith without action is dead. And again, on the, on the show, we, we talk a lot about the action part of that formula. I'm a very practical person. I am a very step-by-step style of coach. I love me a step-by-step formula. And I know that many of you do as well. We, we talk a lot about the action steps that you need to be doing in addition to having faith to get the results that you want in your business, to get more clients, to increase your income so you can quit your job, stay home with your kids and have your business have more impact in not only your family's lives, but in the lives of your clients. We talk a lot about that on the show. But in this episode, I want to focus on that faith ingredient to the formula. There's a whole bunch of episodes on the action part, but let's dive into that faith ingredient. And it's really a balancing act, I believe, between having faith and following that faith with action to get the results that we are desiring. And it's super easy in our human nature to swing too far on the pendulum and not put enough emphasis on the faith and put more emphasis, way too much emphasis on the action steps that we're taking. Um, And again, not enough on that faith part. And, you know, in our worldly culture, you know, it, we, we always hear about grind, like the grind for success and taking matters into your own hands and, and making something happen, being self-made. Like our culture is very keen on action. And don't get me wrong, like action is needed. We need action. But as Christians, we also need faith. And to be honest, this is an area where I struggle because I'm very much an action taker, sometimes to a fault. Like I will try and make something happen myself. I cannot tell you how many times in different scenarios in my world um, or in my lifetime that I have come across a situation that was maybe uncomfortable or or was unsettling or whatever. And I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something happen. I'm gonna take control of this. I'm a little bit of a control freak. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that. So hello, I, that is something that I struggle with. Um, again, action, it's important. It's so important to the success in your business. And I don't want to dwindle that. But faith is just as important of an ingredient in the formula for success as Christian entrepreneurs. And in the book of 2 Kings, God gives us just this beautiful illustration of just how much faith affects the level in which God blesses us. Remember, the title of today's episode is, Do You Have Enough Faith? to receive the blessing. It's not, do you, are you taking enough action steps? It's, do you have enough faith to receive the blessing? So I want you to open up your Bible to 2 Kings chapter four. And I'm gonna go ahead and start in at verse one. And we're gonna read verse one through seven. And don't worry if you don't have your Bible or if you're not in a place where you can read it, I'll read it to you. Starting in at verse one. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. 
And Delicia said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the oil, the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now, sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on whatever is left over. Now, before we discuss this passage and really break it down, I want to read the footnote that is at the bottom of my study Bible. It says, The woman and her sons collected jars from their neighbors, pouring olive oil into them from their one flask. The olive oil was used for cooking, for lamps, and for fuel. The oil stopped flowing only when they ran out of containers. The number of jars they gathered was an indication of their faith. God's provision was as large as their faith and willingness to obey. Beware of limiting God's blessings by a lack of faith and obedience. God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Ephesians 3.20 So friends, there's three points that I want us to really take away from this passage in 2 Kings today. The first point is the amount of faith you have is a direct indication of how much the Lord is going to bless you. The oil stopped flowing only when they ran out of jars. Had they had more jars, the oil would have kept flowing. So my question to you is, are you limiting God's blessing over your life and over your business because of your lack of of faith. Building a business is the practical stuff. It's the DM strategy. It's the uh, sales calls with clients. Like, it's that, but it's also getting over the limiting beliefs, which are lies from the enemy that are creeping into our head, making us feel like success is impossible or that success only happens for other people or that the Lord won't bless our business because the enemy knows that where he can decrease your faith he can, in, in turn then, decrease the amount of blessing that you will receive. And I want to pull a passage from Matthew 17, 19 through 20. And to give you context as to what's happening here before we actually read the passage. So this man had brought a boy to the disciples who was experiencing seizures and the disciples were not able to heal this boy. It wasn't until after Jesus rebuked the demon that was inside of the boy, that the boy was healed. And so this is the conversation that happened after the fact between Jesus and the disciples. And it says, afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. And remember, these are people that lived with Jesus, ate with Jesus, walked with Jesus, were with Jesus on a daily basis. And yet they did not have enough faith for the problem at hand. The amount of faith that you have is a direct indication of how much the Lord is going to bless you. Point number two. Start preparing for the blessing now in faith 
before it happens. Now you might think that this absolutely sounds crazy. Like can we prepare before it happens? Yes, prepare now before the blessing happens. Now, again, you might think this is crazy, but moms, let me talk to you here for a moment. You have already done this. When you found out that you were pregnant with your child, you started making plans. You started preparing a nursery, getting newborn clothes, planning a baby shower, making your hospital birth plan. Like You started preparing before the baby arrived. You started planning ahead of time because you knew that there would be a day in which that baby, that blessing would be delivered and you wanted to be ready to receive it. Now you might be thinking, yeah, but, but what if I prepare for the blessing and then it never happens? Friend, if you prepare for the blessing and it does not come, then that means that God has something even better planned for you. Better than the blessing that you thought you needed. But at least, even if if the blessing doesn't come and you prepare for it, at least you cannot be accused of not having enough faith to prepare for the blessing in the first place. Right now, in my home, there is a room across the hall from our master bedroom That is going to be the nursery. And remember, Lucas and I have been actively trying and having faith for a baby for almost three years. Okay, faith plus action. And believe me, fam, we have been keen on the action. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Sorry, pulling it together. This is a family podcast. We have been pairing together faith and action for almost three years, preparing for a baby, believing God for a baby. And it has been almost three years of no from God, or or as I like to think of it, not yet, getting a not yet from God. And I started thinking about, man, three years, next month, it'll be three years. That's, did you know, I, I broke it down. That is 35 months of a no from God. 35 times we have asked and 35 times God has said no. And yet... Inside that room that is across the hall from our master bedroom, we have already begun to prepare for the blessing before the blessing arrives. We have a rocking chair in there. We have some books. We have a diaper bag. We have this little onesie that says baby Wilkie. And and as much as it has been 35 months of not yet, we are still actively preparing for the blessing because we will not be caught off guard or accused of not having enough faith to believe that God will make good on his promise. The thing about preparing for a blessing before it arrives is that you kind of look crazy like to the other people for preparing for something that isn't here yet. Like the people around you may look at you like a little sideways when you start making plans and preparing before the blessing arrives. How do you think that those neighbors responded to the woman and her sons when they knocked on the door in the story asking them for jars? Like like imagine a person coming to your house and knocking on your door and saying, hey, do you have any empty jars in your house? If so, I need all of them. Those people probably thought that this mother and her sons were absolutely crazy. They probably looked at them weird. A couple of them probably made some really snarky comments, but did that stop them from knocking? Did that stop them from preparing for the blessing? No. But then like my mind also thinks for a moment, like this is just how my mind is is working and reading this passage. 
it did not stop them. Like people's remarks, their, their snarky comments did not stop this mother and her boys from still knocking on the doors asking for the jars. It did not stop them from preparing for the blessing. But what if for a moment, what if it, what if it didn't stop them from knocking, but what if it limited them? Like what if people's judgmental looks and their snarky remarks actually did limit the amount of houses that the woman and her two boys knocked on the doors and asked for the jars from? Like what if, what if they had only gone to like a couple of the neighbors and because a couple of them had some snarky remarks and like gave them weird looks, like it prevented them, it, it decreased their faith, it decreased their confidence enough from going to the entire town. Like what if they had knocked on the door of every single person in town and collected even more jars because the oil only only stopped flowing when there were no more jars to contain it. How much more would they have been blessed if they had had more jars? Which brings me to point number three, and then we're going to close today's episode. Do not allow other people who have little faith to convince you that God is not going to come through for you with the blessing. Friend, you need people who are filled with faith to be around you. Right now, some of you may have like some friends that are kind of like vampires, like sucking the faith right out of you. You need to be in a faith-filled community. People who are going to pour into you and pour encouragement and encourage you to have faith even when you feel like your faith is dwindling. Because remember, in that story, like, like just imagine, and the Bible doesn't tell us this. This is just my mind imagining but what if every single person that, that that woman and her sons knocked on their door, what if they gave them the jars, but also gave them encouragement and said, hey, keep going. What if every single person they knocked on the door said, go to the next house, go to the next house. And they had jars from every single person in town. The oil would have filled all the jars, which would have allowed them to pay off not only their debt and have even more left over. Because remember, the faith, the amount of faith that we have is a direct indication of how much the Lord is going to bless us. God is not limited on anything. He can bless us far more than we can even ask or imagine. The thing that actually limits us is our own belief system, our own lack of faith. I have one more quick little story for you, and then we're going to end today's episode. The day that I met my husband, I was driving down the highway in Lincoln, Nebraska, which may mean something to some of you. Some of you might be like, where's Nebraska? But I was in college. I was freshly 21 years old and I was driving down the highway. It was a Friday night. And I thought to myself, because I was going out with my, my, my girlfriends later that, that night. And I thought to myself, man, you know, it'd be cool if I met my husband tonight. And then I, then, then fear, then the enemy quickly put into my head, you're not going to meet your husband tonight. How many times have you wanted to meet the man that you were going to marry and it never happened? Like you have been wanting to meet your husband for a long time and it hasn't happened yet. What makes you think it's going to be tonight? Like that was the lie that the enemy was whispering in my head. And I started for a moment to believe it. I thought, yeah, you know, why, why today, why tonight of all nights would I meet my husband? But then there was this moment there's this flicker of a thought in my brain, and I will never forget this. There was a thought that said, well, why not? Why couldn't tonight be the night? Why? why how else would the day look <laughs> on the day that I was going to meet my husband? It would probably look just like a day like today. Why not? Why, why couldn't I have met, meet my husband tonight? 
And sure enough, a few hours later, I had eye contact with my husband for the very first time. And it was like everything that you think of in the movies when they talk about love at first sight, it was that. Like it was an immediate moment where I looked at him and I, it was weird, you guys. It was weird. It was like, it was like my soul was like, there you are. Oh my gosh, there you are. I have been looking for you. And to think that that probably would not have happened had I continued to believe the lie in my head of, no, I'm not going to meet him tonight. Like, I feel like the Lord has been giving me revelation as I've outlined this podcast episode for you that I had enough faith to believe that why not, that maybe I could meet my husband tonight, which allowed the Lord to unlock the blessing. My mustard seed of faith. Like this was not a mountain size worth of faith. Like this was a mustard seed. My mustard seed amount of faith gave God the opportunity to unlock the blessing that is my husband. And I'm convinced that the reason why God wants us to have faith before he gives us the blessing is so that when the blessing does arrive, he can get the glory for it. If there is no doubt in my in my human mind that the reason why I met Lucas that night was nothing other than a blessing from the Lord. Again, friend, I'm convinced that God wants us to have faith before he gives us the blessing so that he can get the glory when the blessing arrives. Because if, if we didn't have faith for something and the blessing just randomly showed up, we could just chalk it up to chance or, or call ourselves lucky. Glory is really what the Lord is after. You know, like when, when, when we were all kids and like, we like made a big mess or maybe we like tipped something over and it, and it broke. And like our mom came running into the living room and like looked at you and your sibling and was like, which one was it? And you like pointed your finger at your brother. Like it was him. He did it. That's kind of what the situation can look like when we give God the glory, except for, for a positive thing. When something amazing happens, when we experience blessing or a miracle in our life and people look to us for an explanation and we point our finger to Jesus, it creates an opportunity for other people to be introduced for Christ, potentially for the very first time. Now, maybe you're listening today and you're like, Cammie, I want to have the faith to believe that God is going to bless my coaching business, that he's going to make a way for me to get more clients and, and, and to increase my income and, and and make a way for me to be able to quit my job and stay home with my kids. But I don't know how. I don't know how to have that much faith. So in the passage we read today, we read that the woman and her sons went out and gathered jars. They took action that led to the blessing. And that action was a physical representation of their faith. And I love that God is so practical. Like we serve a practical God. He's not going to tell you to do something that like is completely like, like you have no idea where to even, like he is a practical God. Faith is not just sitting in your prayer spot for three hours every single day, asking God to move in your business. Like it is that, like it is prayer. Do not get me wrong. Faith is prayer. Faith is having a communication and conversation with the Lord. But it is also taking a step of faith. Faith can also be an action. And for some of you today, taking that step of faith, that physical representation that God is looking for to prove that you do have that mustard seed faith so he can unlock the blessing. For some of you, it is to acknowledge that you need help 
It is acknowledging that you don't have all the answers and that you need wise counsel or mentorship to help you take the right action steps to unlock the blessing that God, that God has for your business. You need somebody to partner with. In this story, the woman and her sons, they had wise counsel. They had mentorship. The woman went to Elisha, a mentor, a faith-filled mentor that guided them on which action step to take that unlocked the blessing. And if that's you today, friend, if you're if, if this podcast is just speaking to you and you just have a conviction of your heart of like, yeah, I, I, I do need help. I need someone to tell me what is the action step and, and I'll do it. I, I just need to know what to do. If that's you today, then I invite you to join my course, the Mom Boss Coaching Academy. Again, this is my step-by-step course teaching you what action steps to take so that you can start a successful coaching business, get more clients, increase your income, all so that you can have the time and financial freedom to quit your job and stay home with your kids. And by the way, we have a faith-filled community. Remember earlier when I told you that you need to be surrounded by faith-filled people who help you to increase your faith and not reduce your faith? Because if the woman and her their, her sons had had enough faith to go to the entire town, that means that they would have had a bigger blessing because they would have brought more jars to the table to have olive oil poured into them. And they would have, again, received a much bigger blessing. You need faith-filled people surrounding you. You need a faith-filled community. And we have that inside of the Mom Boss Coaching Academy. Every single person that joins the Mom Boss Coaching Academy gets access to our student Slack channel for all their questions and for all their support. Because I don't wanna just give you the course and say, okay, see you later. I want you to have support system from faith-filled people, myself included, to ask your questions and get answers and to encourage you on the days where maybe your faith is running low. And, and maybe you're listening to this, friend, and maybe you're you're not ready. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're like, Cammie, I hear you and I want to join, but I just, I don't feel like I can, I can take that step of faith today and join the course. That's okay. If that's not you, then come join my free Facebook community. Emphasis on free <laughs> requires nothing from you. Come join my free Facebook community, which is a sisterhood of business building mamas who are strong in faith and are joining together in community as they take action steps of faith to build up the coaching business that God has called them to. Friend, I want to tell you today that God has good, good plans for you. He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, and he can bless you immeasurably more than you could ever ask for or imagine, but you need to have the faith to receive it. You have to have the faith to receive it because he needs to be the one to get the glory. And if you are ready to take that, that step of faith, and I, and I hesitate to say the word ready because you may not feel ready. You just may feel conviction. The Lord may be nudging you to take that step of faith, to get wise counsel, to get mentorship. And if that is you, then I invite you to join the Mom Boss Coaching Academy. The link to join is down in the show notes. And if you are not feeling that conviction to join the course quite yet, that's okay. The link to my free Facebook community is also down in the show notes. I have all the links that you need down there. The Lord has good plans for you, friend. 
but you have to have the faith to receive it. I love you, and I'll see you on Monday's episode on the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.